Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. letter to the Ephesians and uh, we're looking at reading it from your new translation The Truth Colin and uh, we've reached chapter 4 yesterday comparing the immature with the mature are we living fully in the good of accepting the gospel or are we immature and worldly in our thinking yes it's so difficult isn't it to chop this up into small pieces and have a little piece each day <laughs> um, it's the only way in which we can unpack uh, this scripture in a series of programs like this. You just have this. to sit down and read the whole thing yourself. Yeah, you do. You see, and this is this is this is the whole purpose of this translation that people will sit down and read the whole of Ephesians and get the whole revelation in one go. And this is what we hear people are doing. Um, you know, it's being described as clear, compelling, and contemporary. And it's that compelling people said. You know, I've never read a translation that's been so compelling as this. It really is true to call it compelling. You feel you've just got to keep reading. So I say, well, praise God for that. So long as, having read it, you then go and put it into practice. (laughs) So Paul is contrasting the mature with the unmature. And so he says in verse uh, 20. 25. So it is essential for each of you to rid yourselves completely of everything that is false and instead speak truthfully to others. For we are all members of the one body of Christ, a body of truth. It is said, even if you are angry, do not sin. Do not hold onto your anger. Be rid of it before the end of the day. Otherwise, you could give the devil a foothold to take advantage of you. Anyone who used to steal in his old life must, of course, no longer steal. Instead, he must have a proper job, working for his living by doing something useful with his hands. Then, instead of taking, he will have something to give to needy people. Do not speak in an impure or critical way. Instead of mouthing unclean or negative things, speak in a way that will encourage and benefit others because you are addressing their needs. And do not grieve God's Holy Spirit in any way. Remember, you have had the seal of the Spirit placed on you to keep you walking in God's ways until the day when he takes you to be with himself. Rid yourselves of every negative thing, being bitter in your attitudes, being angry and resentful. Do not get into disputes with others, especially physical ones. Do not slander others or have any malicious attitudes towards them. Instead, be kind and compassionate to one another, always ready to forgive in the same way that through Christ God has always been willing to forgive you. Well, I read that whole chunk because actually most of that is very self-explanatory when it's put in a clear way like that, isn't it? This is very practical teaching, and this is typical of Paul. He, he starts epistles with this tremendous series of theological truths of our life in Christ, of how Christ lives in us by the power of his Spirit, of how God sees us seated in heavenly places, triumphant in his Son, how God has equipped us in every way to do his will, how he has made his his, uh, 
grace available to us so that no matter what his call upon our lives, we have his power and his resources available to enable us to be successful. He talks about the fact that that it's impossible for us to understand the greatness of God's mighty and immense love. All these great, wonderful truths. And then he comes down to this very practical stuff. He says, okay, get rid of everything that is false from your life. Come on, you've got to become mature now. Don't think as the world thinks. Become somebody with a mindset of the word of God. Somebody with kingdom of God thinking. He says, get rid of all the anger. Uh, Yes, there is such a thing as a righteous anger that Jesus showed when he cleansed the temple of the money changers. But most anger is not righteous anger. It's a very negative and destructive thing. He says, get rid of all that, especially before the end of the day. Don't go to bed angry with anybody because that will give the devil a foothold. For a start, you won't have a very good night's sleep and you'll wake up angry and, uh, and so on. So all the kinds of dishonest, underhand things that you used to do, stealing, corruption, get rid of all that stuff. Let your life be an open book. Let you know nothing going on in your life that you would be ashamed of, nothing to hide. I mean, it's been scandalous that in recent times we've had all these revelations made about the politicians. And it's not whether they kept the rules or not, but it's the underhand way in which all this kind of stuff was going on. Whereas if it went on in the lives of other people, they'd be in court for doing such things. And you could say, well, okay, what was wrong with the rules? But then who made the rules? And you see, the rules were made because it was thought all these things would be hidden in secret and nobody else would ever know. So we can play the system. And it's as if Paul says, get rid of all that kind of thinking. Get rid of all those kind of attitudes. They belong to the world, but they don't belong to Christ. They don't belong to the kingdom of God. So uh, he's saying, uh, don't speak in any impure or critical ways. Don't mouth unclean or negative things about yourself, about other people. Um, Don't grieve the Holy Spirit in any way. After all, if you want the Holy Spirit to help you and to enable you and to give you the grace to do everything that God wants you to do, it makes no sense to grieve him by deliberately doing things that are in opposition to his will and purpose. So, you know, he, Paul says, verse 31, rid yourselves of every negative thing. Rid yourselves of being bitter in your attitudes. Rid yourselves of being angry or resentful. I mean, how can you be resentful and at the same time rejoice in the Lord always and give thanks in all circumstances? You can't give thanks and be resentful. So what does the scripture say? Well, it's the will of God for us to always give thanks. So it's the will of God for us never to be bitter, never to be resentful. And you say, well, that's easier said than done. But listen, if we depend upon the grace of God and if we depend upon the Holy Spirit of God who lives within us, then the impossible becomes possible. And we can, in fact, do that by the grace of God. Don't get into disputes with others. 
You know, there are those, even those within churches who love to have an argument about the words and meaning of words. And, you know, I'm sure that there will be people that will look at this and say, well, I don't like your interpretation of this or I don't like your translation <laughs> of that. Well, it's not written for you then. It's written for those who are going to hear God and respond to God and not just try to analyze this out of existence. What matters is that we do the will of God uh, and that uh, we, you know, we don't, we're, we're not nitpicking all the time. You know, you know, that kind of thing never bears fruit in people's lives. So be kind and compassionate to one another, always ready to forgive in the same way that through Christ God is always ready to forgive you. It's also positive, you see. The kingdom of God is positive. Living the Christian life is positive, and therefore it's standing against the negative things that would undermine the positive in our lives. We should be very positive people. People of faith are very positive people. They're full of hope. They're full of expectation. Uh, they're, they're full of encouragement, uh, and they, they, they're You've only got to listen to a person, a mature person of faith, and they will always be speaking positive encouragement. They'll be the kind of people that you want to be around because none of us likes to be around negative people. So then having counteracted those negative things, Paul then goes on to the positive and said, therefore, because you are his dearly loved children, seek to be like God your Father. Live a life full of love. Christ has commanded us to love others as he has loved us by giving his life in sacrifice for us, an offering to God that was totally pleasing to him. To live in such love means there must not be any sexual immorality among you, nor any kind of impurity in your hearts. There is to be no greed you see, all these things are totally out of order for people who belong to God, his holy people. You should be careful how you use your mouths so you do not speak in any obscene or foolish way and you avoid all jokes with improper innuendos. All these things are so out of place that you should not even want to be involved in any of them. How much better to use your mouth to thank God for his amazing love and blessings. You see, it is absolutely certain that there is no inheritance of the kingdom of God and of Christ for any immoral, impure, or greedy person. So do not be deceived by the empty platitudes of those who say that everyone will go to heaven. Such deception hides the truth that God's anger will come on the disobedient. This is why you are not to align yourself with those who live in such ways. And as I was doing this translation, the thing that impacted me, or one of the things that impacted me, was how much there is about judgment in the New Testament and how we none of us will escape that judgment. But if we are living for the glory of God, we don't need to fear the judgment because we know the saving grace of God and we will have lived lives that are pleasing to God and can expect a great reward. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 